Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over. But yours has just begun with my bookie. NFL College Ball, brand new cash out system that gives you the best options to win all season long. You hit the first two legs of your parlay, guess what? You can cash out early, place another bet, or let it ride for a bigger payday. Join us the entire season at mybookie.ag, or you can scan the QR code right next to me. The link is in the description of this video and or podcast, however you're watching or listening. But... Right now, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code 49ers49ERS on your first deposit of 50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your MyBookie account. That's 49ERS, that's the promo code, to claim your bonus now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I mean anywhere. You can bet anywhere. I've lived in California for eight years. Bet anywhere. I mean it. Head over there with... My bookie. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? I'm so excited to be with you guys today. It's Thursday. It's Cowboys week. Also got some uh, 49ers or some Texas OU stuff. We're not going to talk about that, but I'm super excited. Wife's birthday. But what is most important right now, the man next to me, virtually, not physically, Moe's nose is in the building. How you doing, Moe's? Man, it's it's a long time coming. But we're not going to worry about how long it took. The moment is here. I am on the 49ers Rush podcast with my brother, John Chapman. Man, it is so good to be here. I'm glad I had the, the, the time in my schedule uh, to hop on with you and, and, and chop some 49ers football, man. That's what's up, man. Yeah, if, you, if you've been to our road trips, you've seen this big, smiling, happy guy out there. He's got the loudest voice in the world. It's so funny because when we do the mics or we don't have mics or there's audio issues, I just find Moe's and I'm like, Moe's, yell this out. And everybody hears. It is wonderful. So super excited to have him with me. And if you want to support his show, the very first thing in the description of this video, audio pod- podcast, wherever you're getting access to this, click on that. Go follow Moe's Nose on YouTube. Please support this man because he is awesome, and you're going to find that out today. So today we got a lot of stuff to talk about, and I'm pretty pumped about this. Shout out to all the Countdown crew coming in. We are going to be covering 49ers Brock Talk. We're going to talk some Brock Purdy. I got a lot of Brock Purdy questions this week, so I'm trying to bring them all together and corral them so that we can address the different topics. We got some Cowboys hate, and we want to look back and kind of diagnose some of the issues With the 49ers defense, talk about the 99-yard touchdown, different things like that. But we've got a lot of stuff to get to, so let's dive right in. Moe's, we had two transactions yesterday on the 49ers practice squad. They bring back one of the beloved preseason trading camp studs, Ilm Manning, and running back Jeremy Jeremy McNichols. What are your thoughts on somehow getting Ilm Manning back? The Cardinals cut him. How does this help the Niners? Uh, I think this just adds a piece that we are comfortable with on that offensive line. You know, thankfully to this point, let's knock on this wooden desk that I got here. Uh, we haven't had any significant injuries to our offensive linemen. 
Um, but I think if we were ever able to sustain those, um, I don't think that we're comfortable with our backup situation. Bringing back Neil Manning, continuing to you know have him in the building, continuing to learn our scheme from uh, the talented offensive lineman that we have from offensive line coach Chris Forrester. Um, I think that only continues to develop him with what we want him to do. We already saw that he has the physical gifts to be able to uh, compete on this offensive line the way we want him to. Um, so mm-hmm. now just getting him up to speed with the offense, having him more comfortable, I think that it's better to have him uh, in-house. So uh, I think it's, it's it's great that we were able to pick him back up. Yeah, it, interesting enough, like we had to put him at tackle because Trent Williams was getting vet treatment in training camp. Jalen Moore got a little banged up, and it was just like, okay, dude, you were a guard. We're putting you at tackle. Shortest arms in the NFL that played tackle was awesome. But they said that they're going to be practicing him at guard almost exclusively. So this provides depth at the guard position. Nick Zakel, you know, I I don't know whatever he's ever going to be active. He's on the active roster, but he's a healthy scratch every week. So you've got Nick Zakel, and then right behind that, now you've got Il Manning, who I have so much confidence in. Very excited about that. But again, it's at the guard position. Jeremy McNichols, you know, I think, do you think that this is a little telling with Elijah Mitchell entry that it might be a little bit, or is this just, this guy knows our system. Let's get him back in. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it, it could be telling that this, this could be a little bit extended. Um, I think it, it may be foreshadowing a little bit. We know that when Elijah Mitchell gets injured, it's usually not a one or two week thing. It's usually extended. Um, mm-hmm. And then to throw another caveat in there, uh, we may be looking to throw him in a trade. Um, and we may not be looking to get a running back in return. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is doing his thing and putting up MVP-like numbers. Uh, we're happy with Jordan Mason and what he's able to do. Uh, we got TDP behind them. And then, you know, Jeremy McNichols, you know, brings up the rear as our fourth running back. So um, whether it's injury-related, where it's, it's, you know, long-term or it's short-term, but we may be looking to include him in some type of, trade package you know the 49ers once it gets close to that trade deadline they're always looking to, to to wheel and deal so could be that as well yeah i mean we've done we've had so many running back trades you know traded away brita trading up i don't even want to say this joe williams right trading for cmc trading away um jeff wilson jr running back trades are just a shanahan thing and that's in the lineage you can go back to pops right Traded away Clinton Portis for Champ Bailey, which I think is one of the best all-time trades in NFL history. Uh, Champ was just an absolute clutch. But uh, anyway, I want to digress. You know, Moses is a Jersey guy. And Nicholas Parra, that's a Jersey guy, which I'm so excited about that. Appreciate the super chat. The godfather himself, Nick. He says, what's up, fellas? Happy birthday to the wife, Miss JLC. That is correct. Um, Miss Chapman's birthday is tomorrow. I will not say how old she is. Um, but I could tell, I told her this this morning, the last time we went out for drinks, she still gets carded. I, they don't card me. They card her. We're the wow. same. Day. Um, it's, wow. It's, yeah. She got some good genetics. I ain't going to lie. Now, uh, <laughs> Nick says, great to see my bro Mose as well. Let's beat them. Cowboys. Huge weekend coming up with the breezy video, the tailgate, of course, the game let's go Niners. And man, Nick, thank you so much. Your generosity, your friendship. Can't wait to see the fam this week and to hang out let's talk wayne mf and breezy i love this dude we've got the music video this weekend mose tell us what you know about this thing and how can people help 
Listen, as you see, October 7th, that is going to be Saturday morning from 9 to 12. Um, we will be in front of the Debo Samuel mural. Uh, that's outside of 2206 Business Circle. Um, so listen, uh, as you see at the bottom, there are 49 spots. If you have not RSP, please visit TWBN.com forward slash RSVP. If you RSVP and you're one of the first 49, you will receive a free Faithful to the Bay hand towel. These towels are well made, well put together. You're not going to be disappointed. And then we just have going to have a great time with Wayne Breezy, with Travis King. Um, Lake City Fresh will unfortunately be able to be here sending prayers out to oh, him and his family. Um, man, I but, didn't know that. I hope um, everything's all right with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just send, sending prayers out to him and his family. Uh, but we're going to be with the fam. We're going to be with the faithful. Um, and we get to create a, a, an amazing music video that is going to be iconic. And that's going to be, you know, a, a, an added stamp onto what is already a great song. So if you're in the area, if you don't have anything else to do, which you shouldn't Saturday morning, come on out, be there early. Uh, we're going to have fun creating this music video for, for such a great song. Yes. Family friendly. Uh, I'm bringing waters, ice. I'm going to have that. I'm going to get some Capri Suns. We're going to load up. We're going to have you guys covered. I'm excited about that. And again, for the audio listeners, uh, just go to TWBEN.com, RSVP. Uh, that's the Wayne Brazy Entertainment Network. Look at that dude. That dude is, he's on clutch with what he's got. So TWBN.com slash RSVP. Go over there, support your man. We got to get that going. And then we got our tailgate Sunday, which I'm super pumped about. Uh, I asked Wayne, I said, Wayne, what do you want to eat? He said, barbecue chicken. So that's what we're doing at the tailgate. Uh, we're going to be over in the blue lot number one. Yes. Barbecue chicken. We'll have some dogs and stuff for the kiddos and whatever else. If you know if that's what it is, it's going to be the biggest now, tailgate we got planned so far this year at home. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh oh. Uh oh. We have Am I about chicken? to get in trouble. Uh oh. What? I'm, what? What? What barbecue sauce are we using? Well, that is a good question because I'm a Texas guy and I struggle finding okay. barbecue sauce out here. I struggle okay. with that. Okay. But I'm doing a car, a Costco and Target run. Um, Saturday morning, and that's what. So you tell me what to get. That's out here. You tell me, I'll get it. Because now, none of this. Listen, I, I went to grad school in Kansas City, most so grew okay, up in Texas. Okay. Kansas City okay. barbecue is my jam, but I, I'm California outside of Copper Top Barbecue. I have. I'm just saying, Bloodsoe's down in L.A. for my L.A. people. But come on, man, help me out. Now, there's 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 my the, one of my favorites right now. Okay. <laughs> Now they, they usually are national, so you may be able to find it at Target. But it's called Sticky Fingers. You okay. gotta get the Sticky Fingers Carolina Sweet. Oh, see you Carolina. I like Carolina Sweet, not usually my go-to. If I find it, I'm buying it, man. We'll get oh look at this. You gotta we, get we got the man himself right here. What's up, Lake City Fresh? Yes, that's what's up. He says the guys most enjoy much love. Uh, for the condolences, uh, go support my guy Sunday. I'll be laying my uh, grandfather to rest. He was 97, lived a good life. Must have been an amazing man. Lake City Fresh, I, w I just want to say thank you to all the impact you've had on the community. Um, yes. And, you know, it, one, you're beyond talented, so that is incredible. Uh, condolences to you and your family, and I'm sure your grandfather was an amazing man. He's got an awesome grandson, so I apologize for that, uh, but we are with you um in all things man so glad to see you in here and let us know if there's anything we could do for you as a community because 
you are one of us if there was ever one of us, if that makes sense. So, yeah, we, we got that. Prayers up. Loving seeing that from lots of people on Mo's channel. That is awesome. Um, that's awesome. And so, yeah. Oh, we got Franklin's Barbecue in Austin. Chris, you're going to get me in trouble, man. I ain't even going to throw that. These people don't know. They're not from Texas. That's okay. We love them anyway. Uh, man, listen, Frank, anyway. Franklin's Barbecue. <laughs> I, I heard I, next time I go out there, like I have to make it a day because I saw like people start lining up. Like they bring chairs. Yes, they, they start lining up at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. You and he serve doesn't till open it's gone. until like noon, right? Yeah. Or maybe even later than that. Sometimes you can get them earlier on a Saturday or Sunday if it's not football season. But but yeah, you serve till it's gone. And and that's just the way it goes. It's incredible. So, so that's why you got um, to get, get in that line ooh, and wait ooh. hours. Man. So I, I, I got that. That's on my bucket list. That's on my to-do Dude, bucket list. For I sure. can give you an entire barbecue tour across this country, at least the middle part of it. <laughs> at least the middle part of it. Now, we talked about Ill Manning and Jeremy McNichols. They have been added, which means you have to release two players. And one of the fan favorites, Jack Coletto, didn't make the initial 53. They waived him. Somehow we got him back. They cut him. And Marlon Davidson, who, again, had a, one of the best you know, preseasons of any position player, both those guys are gone. What are your quick thoughts on those two most? Paletto, I'm not worried about. I think Marlon Davidson speaks uh, higher volumes to me because Javon Kinlaw is playing well. Javon Kinlaw has been healthy. Uh, he's been able to, you know, in this new rotation that we have, he's been able to find a home and not just find a home and stay on the field, but he's been able to be productive and disruptive. Yes. So while it is, you know, it's sad to see Marlon Davidson go because that's quality depth. Um, I think we still have quality depth with, you know, Kevin Givens and some of those other guys. Um, and if that means that Javon Kinlaw is healthy and, and is on a trajectory to play a majority, if not all the games this season, that, that's all we could ask for. So excited yeah. to see that. Football season may be over. But the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Yeah, it's a trip whenever you look at, you know, again, whenever these roster moves take place, I'm always like, okay, you add an offensive guard and a running back. You release a fullback and a D tackle. Kyle Juszczyk's Kyle Juszczyk. DTs have all been healthy and played very, very well. So you just kind of rotate through that. Um, I think that makes sense. And, you know, Jack Coletto, I hope we get him back. We'll have to see. Um, I, not a lot of teams use a fullback, but that is a guy that I really want long-term. Now, 
Let's transition, Bose. Here we go. I sent you a couple topics. I want to spend some time on that. The title of the show is Brock Talk and Cowboys Hate. Let's get to the first one. The amount of DMs and emails that I received. Why isn't Brock Purdy getting MVP-type love? That's what they want to know, know about. So shout out to Flynn West. I kind of used his question to paraphrase this. He said, Purdy's on a historic sophomore run right now, playing at an elite level. And it's made me curious about Mahomes' first year or sophomore year um, in the NFL. He won the MVP. And so why is it Purdy getting the same love that Mahomes got, right? Everybody's like, well, it's a Shanahan system. You got Debo, Ayuk, CFC. Mahomes had Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. It's not like he didn't have studs with them as well. Mose, help me understand. What is I know that Mahomes and Purdy are different. I'm not trying to say they're the same. However, we got a young quarterback putting up some elite numbers. Help me understand. I, I think, you know, to, to start this conversation, I think we all know that the MVP award um is all about flash, right? It's who it's not putting up good numbers, it's who puts up gaudy numbers and like they have to be like insanely good numbers and i'm trying to look at we're talking about uh mahomes second season he won mvp because he put up five thousand passing yards <laughs> and 50 <laughs> touchdowns yeah so, that's not happening so for perspective for perspective even if we didn't talk about mahomes right now with what brock purdy is averaging as far as yards per game He's on pace for 4,332. For comparison right now, what Tua is averaging in Miami, Tua's on pace for 5,500. So that's 500 more than 5,550. So that's almost 500 more than what Mahomes put up. Mahomes is his most yards, where it was last year, we put up 5,250. So that kind of shows you early on where Tua is projected. Now, will he get to 5,500? That's going to be tough. Once defenses really start to figure him out, figure that offensive out, find out different ways to slow him, maybe they go on a slump offensively. You know, maybe their schedule has a lot of games in a row that are tough contests. Who knows? But that's what the projection is right now. Right now, and through four games, Purdy only has five passing touchdowns. That puts him on pace for 21. So if at the end of the season, Purdy only has 4,300 passing yards, which is pretty decent, and then yeah. only 20. We haven't had a 4,000 yard passer since Jeff Garcia. Right. So for us, that would be absolutely amazing. But in comparison to the league, him only having 4,300 yards and 21 touchdowns, there's going to be a, a quarterback that has more yards, and there's going to be a quarterback that has more touchdowns. And if there's one quarterback that has more of both, more than likely they're going to be propelled as the MVP favorite over Brock Purdy. Yeah, and shout out to Jax. What's up, girl? So excited to hang out this weekend, man. She's coming down. She says, hey, John and Bose, have a great show. Uh, we do because nice. of people like you. And whenever we, we see your comments and your generosity, Jax, I just want to say thank you. Puts a smile on my face and very thankful. You know, that the the question, the poll that I put on the YouTube channel, the live, I said, which is most important for Brock to win MVP? 49ers record, passing touchdowns, passing yards, or low interceptions. So I, I want to rephrase that back to you, Mose. I'll go through what the 
the people watching have said so. Four options. What's most important for Brock Purdy to win MVP? 49ers record, passing touchdown, passing yards, lowest interceptions. <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you, I'm going to go with a fifth option. Oh. Based on my research from the question that you sent me. And I'm going to say all of the above. <laughs> because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because based on what this offense is, right, and what he's asked to do in this offense, he's going to have to be top three, if not number one, in all of these categories, right? So yes. right now, he currently leads the league in QBR and quarterback rating. He's eighth in yards and only has zero interceptions. So if he can get to... 45 maybe 4700 yards if he can get the touchdowns to about 30 or more stay under that's, 10 that's gotta be the issue that's gotta be the issue right right so the touchdowns the are yards, the biggest concern for me the, yeah having the yards getting at least got to get the touchdowns into the 30s even if you get it on pace for 30. 21 touchdowns right now, that's his on pro pace for rated 21 right now. Exactly. So you got to at least get it to 30. So the yeah. yards 4,500 or more cool. We can get the touchdowns to 30, keep the interceptions below 10, stay number one in QBR and quarterback rating. And if the 49ers, I would say have the best record in the NFL, but if they just have the best record in the NFC and take the number one seed, I think then there is real consideration for him to be the MVP because his team is so good. Now, will the voters dock him? Like you said, you know, Mahomes had Kelsey. He had Tyreek. He had Andy Reid. Um, but he also put up over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. So that yeah, kind of canceled was different. out. With the flashy plays, too, in the – whole throwing right, off right, right, one right. foot 60 yards and all that stuff like there, there's reasons why brock went where he did and mahomes their skill set is different one of them is flashy highlight driven one of them is just consistent and methodical it's tony gwynn and i i tony gwynn is like my favorite of all time like absolutely i'm a braves guy but tony gwynn was everything because he just never messed up he was the most consistent at everything and you looked yeah. at Tony Gwynn, and you're like, that looks like John Chapman playing baseball. Let's just be honest. We're on the same diet plan. Let's just be real. <laughs> and so, like, you see Tony Gwynn, and he's like, man, that, that dude's not, you know, 6'4", with chiseled abs and whatever right. else. No. Right, right. And that's not who Brock Purdy is either. However, Tony Gwynn's a Hall of Famer. Now, Mose, uh, let me update just the votes that everybody else is saying. Um, so again, 47% said 49ers record. You got to be, and this goes to the old ad adage, the best player on the best team. I get that. Um, so that's got the most votes passing touchdown. Second, 29% low interceptions, 18 passing yards, 6%. I'll update that at the end of the show. Don't let me forget that. So here's what I would say. Okay. So I went through the last five MVPs. Okay. So you had Mahomes, Rogers, Rogers, Lamar, Mahomes again. Those are the last five MVPs. Totaled all their numbers, prorated Brock's numbers, and I just tweeted this out, and I'm already getting people upset at me about it, but that's okay. I don't mind. Uh, we call it propaganda. Uh, Brockaganda. That's what it is. Um, so here's what I'm going to say. If, if Brock stays on this pace, he's on pace to throw for more passing yards than Aaron Rodgers in both 
of his MVP years of 2020 and 2021. So passing yards, I feel like that one's checked. I'm not too concerned about that. I, I think he's fine. The craziest thing that I found is Brock is currently on pace for more rushing touchdowns than Lamar Jackson's MVP season. Lamar Jackson at seven. Brock's on pace for 8.5. Um, so the yards, not even close. Lamar rushed for 1,200 plus yards. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that way, bye-bye to Brock long, long ago. Um, now, you talked about the quarterback passing touchdowns, which, you know, Mahomes throwing 50, not even comparable. He's on pace. What was what did I say? 21 touchdown passes. 21. So I went back and I looked. Where are the fewest touchdown passes to an MVP quarterback? I had to go the last 20 years, Peyton Manning in 2008 through 27 and one MVP. Mm. Um, that's kind of yards the, did he have? Uh, he didn't have a lot of yards. Like, it's weird. They were like 13 and three. They weren't great. And it was just like, I don't understand. It was he just won a down MVP year. He had 13 and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, again, you look at these records. Was every other quarterback in the NFL horrible that year? <laughs> I think it was injuries and whatever else. But, yeah, listen to okay. these. The This is what's key that I think a lot of people miss. Last year, Mahomes, 14-3. and three. Year before, Rodgers, 13-3. and three. Year before that, back-to-back -back MVPs, 13-3. and three. Lamar, 13-2. and two. He missed a game. Mahomes, 12-4. and four. So, mm. you got to get all the wins. Yeah, which I think he's got that checked. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I don't know. Completion percentage, if he just stayed where he is, which I don't think is possible, he's at 72.3%, it'd be the third highest completion percentage in the NFL's history. Only Drew Brees would have two seasons better, but Drew Brees never won MVP. So if Brock had these numbers and won MVP, it would be the highest completion percentage ever for a quarterback to win MVP. I'm just saying... I don't think he's going to win it. I'm just telling everybody that now, and CMC probably has a lot to do with this as well. I think he's the best player on the best team currently. But I do think he should be in the conversation. Currently, my bookie has him at seventh best odds. Do you think that's about where he should be? Should he be getting more love, less love? And this goes to the chat too. Should Brock – okay, Brock is currently seventh for MVP. Should he be higher? If so, what number should Brock be? I want a number. Put in the chat. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, shouldn't be, whatever. I, I want to hear what people have to say this, but as they come in with their answers, I want to hear you most. Is seventh respectable? Like, are you cool with that? Or is he being slighted a little bit? Okay, so let's talk what we know right now after four weeks of the season. Who would potentially be the six players ahead of him? CMC okay. is one. You put so, so CMC is one spot behind him, but you would put CMC ahead of him. They're close. I would There's put CMC ahead eight. of him. Okay. Wow. Okay. I put CMC ahead of him. I would put That's Tua one. ahead of him. I would put Tyreek Hill ahead of him. Ooh. I put Josh Allen. Tyreek is not ahead of him, by the way. He is not. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you the order if you want me to. Now, wait a minute. Do you have a sponsorship with my bookie? I sure do. <laughs> okay. So I, I sure do. I can't say anything bad about my bookie. My bookie is great. Use promo. What's the what's your promo code? Promo code 49ers. Get that deposit bonus. Okay, and that's use my promo thing. code. The odds are different everywhere. And you got to take advantage of those. Because 
for <laughs> where's Tyreek for Christian at? McCaffrey Tyreek and for Tyreek Hill to be behind him. Yeah, give me the, who are quarterback the six award. people ahead of him. Okay, I'll go in order. From the number one favorite, according to my bookie, okay? Josh Allen has the best odds currently. Mm-hmm. Tua's second. They're super close. Mahomes is third. Jalen Hurts, four. Lamar Jackson, big drop from Hurts to Jackson is five. Herbert is six. Another big drop from Lamar Jackson to Herbert. Brock is seven. McCaffrey um, is eight. And Brock and CMC are like so close. Like, I mean, they're very, very close to each other as far as odds go. Behind that, Trevor Lawrence, Dak, Goff, Watson, Stafford, Parsons, Burrow, Cousins, Geno, Tyreek, Justin Jefferson. Where's Jettis? Who? Where's Jettis? Jettis? Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah, he's right behind Tyreek Hill. They have the same. Uh, Tyreek is plus 7,500. Jefferson is plus 8,500 because they keep losing. They're 0 and 3. They're 1 and 3 or whatever. Like, yeah. Uh, it's going to a quarterback. I mean, CMC so, could rush for so, 2,000 yeah. yards and not win. Based on that list, then, because it looks like my bookie is basically they're projecting the odds at the end of the season. So they're not looking yes. at just based on the first four weeks. Correct. Based on that list, if Purdy is seven, I think that's really, really good. Because the quarterbacks ahead of him just have the skill set and the offenses that are more inclined to put up better numbers. And then when you have Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, and Lamar Jackson, you talk about the the added stats Mm -hmm. of their rushing ability, right? Uh, so, yeah, I, I based on that list from my bookie, I think seven is a, is a proper spot for him. They give you all the flashy quarterbacks, and then there's no other quarterback in front of Brock Purdy because of the quote-unquote non-flashy guys. He is the most efficient. Yeah, I, I like that. Now, I asked everybody where he belongs, one through whatever. We got two, five, two, four. Brock should be top five. Um, so yeah, just kind of putting some of this stuff in mentions and yeah, we got our old people team. is just too stacked. And that's saying something with the guy with the LeBron James AVI, because he knows about stacking teams to win. Uh, if anybody does, right. Oh man, I, I can't wait to read my emails. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a LeBron. LeBron's a good dude. I just can't root for him. Uh, anyway, I, that, whatever. I don't want to go down that whole rabbit hole. So here's what I put out there. Shout out to my man, Dale DeMott. He's uh, helped the 49ers rush channel grow to what it is. Uh, does a lot of behind the scenes work. He said, put out a stat line that Brock Purdy would need to do to win MVP. And then let's track it throughout the year. Okay, so here's what I came up with my brain bucket head. Uh, You guys could disagree with me, okay? For Brock Purdy to be considered MVP, I'm going to say 14 and 3 is the lowest the Niners can go. You go 15 and 2, 16 and 1, now we're bumping those numbers up. 28 touchdown passes, that's the red flag area. Six or fewer interceptions. That's hard. That only only one starting quarterback did that last year. That was Jalen Hurts. So that's difficult. You've got to offset your low touchdowns with some other very high numbers, 70% or better completion percentage, four and a half thousand yards passing, five rushing touchdowns. You hit those metrics and somebody else doesn't have a 5,050 yard, 50 touchdown season, I think he could be considered. So those are my crazy 
projected numbers for him to be considered, and then somebody else doesn't have to be amazing. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where we got. Uh-oh. Sorry, man. My bad, Skidoodle. You're the man. <laughs> I'm sorry. LeBron's awesome. He's great, man. Space Jam 2 is terrible. Uh, I, th- I think we're on, the, we're on the same track with that because I had in my notes 4,600 plus 30 plus TDs. Keep the interceptions under 10. Maintain the lead, the number one spot in QBR and quarterback rating. And Niners have the best record. There we go. I like I, that. I, I think if 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 that is the stat line across the board, even if he doesn't win it, he should come either two or three in the voting. If that's his stat line, he should be top three. Unless yeah. we just have a crazy season where we got three guys who threw for 5,000 plus you know, two guys, 50 plus touchdowns, or if Mahomes, Allen and two will all throw for 50, then it is what it is at that point. Like you said, but um, if he can get that, that that stat line, he should at least finish in the top three in voting. Right. Big Papa. Appreciate you, man. He said, if Niners win six, does that equal Brock being number one? I'd take that. I mean, I I would say Brock would prefer the championship over the MVP as well. He, he's such a selfless guy. And yeah, sadly, usually give the word out beforehand. Um, but, you know, I, I just think it's interesting. You know, not so much that I care that much about MVP. I didn't bet on it. I'm not planning on betting on this award. Um, I am betting very big on Christian McCaffrey being the offensive player of the year. That I'm betting huge on. And you can go bet. You make that bet right now in my bookie. I just posted on the49ersrush.com and on our um Patreon page, all of the season-long bets, round two. So I went through who's making the playoffs, who isn't, who's going to have the first pick, offensive player of the year, all those different things. So a whole new round of bets. Head over there, the49ersrush.com, or our Patreon channel. Just Google 49ers Patreon. We're the first one that pulls up. Let's get to our next question slash topic. Can we talk about the 99-yard touchdown allowed by the 49ers defense, Mose? I just finished the film breakdown this morning. I want to know your thoughts. I'll jump in after you go, but that's something that's pretty uncanny, and to happen against us at that time right out of the half was interesting. What are your thoughts? Arizona Cardinals come out of the half, 99-yard drive for a touchdown. Why did it happen? Yeah, it, for me, it's a, it's a it's a plethora of things. Um, a lot of it uh, uncharacteristic for who we are and what we do. If you look at it in totality, it was a it's a bunch of small plays. So if you want to say that they had a dink and dunk drive, you can say that, but it was a bunch of dink and dunk that included some some big time plays um and some mental mistakes. So uh if we look at the just the, the first play from you know the one yard line, that's a simple QB sneak just to get them some yards. We didn't have a player in either A-gap. That's what drove me crazy. We didn't have one defensive tackle on either side of the center. But, yeah, I'm with you. And and so that was just an easy push forward. And, you know, he kind of fell down anticipating, you know, contact from the defensive line. But, uh, you know, he could have maybe got an an extra yard or two. Now, he would have ran into Fred Warner. Uh, But, you know, nonetheless – uh, defensive alignment was able to get them, you know, two yards, get them some breathing room. Next play, you know, and I can understand not wanting to give up the big play, uh, but to to be playing so far off 
you know, when this team is still in the shadow of their own end zone, you know, you give up a seven yard out route because um, you're playing eight yards off. Yeah, uh, so now we were in more cover room. six on that one. Yeah, he didn't have help yeah. over the top playing a shell coverage. And that's that's the vulnerability of this defense. It has been, whether that was Sala, whether that's Tobiko, whether that's Wilkes, you play shell coverage in the NFL, the quick hitch, quick outs, they're going to be there. They're going to find a way to be there, and they're going to beat you. So then I have third and one, and then here comes this team, Jonathan Gannon coming from Philadelphia, whether you want to call it the the tush push, the brotherly shove. Yeah. We get another QB sneak. They get a first down. Uh, so we weren't able to stop that. After that, we get James Conner. Again, big play, 11-yard run. That um, one was Cleveland Farrell. I went nuts. That dude, he took yeah, the cheese. He, Took the dive right, and it wasn't his spot. right. Right as I, right as I was about to get to say, it, you said it. That was so because he set the softest edge, and then he allowed his body to get turned to the outside. So not only did you set a soft edge and go too wide, but then you turned to get yourself out of the play, and then also Greenlaw got caught inside on that, um, not filling in. Maybe he what that wasn't the assignment. And like, like we talked about, Farrell, you know, set that edge too soft and too wide. But Greenlaw gets caught inside, and that leaves a gaping hole for Connor to get through and pick up that 11 yards. So th- those were the two things that I saw there um, that kind of really, really frustrated me. Then the next first down, we get the play-action bootleg. Farrell falls for the fake again. Yep. But thankfully, because of the great coverage by the linebackers and the secondary, he was able to recover. I think Dobbs only got, you know, a yard or two on that screen because he didn't have anybody to throw to. Yeah, Greenlaw um, chased. Yeah, great coverage by down. Greenlaw on that one. Um, second down, short run for Connor. Third down, we had another QB sneak. Now they would have got the first down, but they get an additional five yards because Eric Armstead is offsides. Um, so now we've we've given them some momentum. They've gotten some positive plays. They got a few first downs. And then now we add to that with a penalty. Uh, And then after the penalty comes the big play, Uh, the 41 yarder to Marquise Brown uh, play action with a clear out route from uh, Michael Wilson. And then we have a shallow cross being ran by Rondell Moore with a deep cross behind that uh, from Marquise Brown. PA gets Fred to bite. Yep. Fred pops up on the play action, just trying to be prepared for the run. And that split second, when you got a guy who runs 4 2 4 3, was all he needed to get behind him and find that open grass. Um, I, everyone was in zone coverage except for Mooney on that one. Mooney runs stride for stride with Wilson on the go route. And then we, we played single high, but Git wasn't. In the middle, he was on the far hash closer to the two receiver side. And so as he sees the two crossers coming, he flips his hips and he's in that direction. But he doesn't commit to one or the other. He doesn't fully commit to the go route because he knows Mooney is there. But he also doesn't fully commit to the deep crosser coming across his face because if he does, there is a chance that Josh Dobbs throw that throws that go route 
and just takes his chance with the one-on-one. So he made a business decision to be in position to where if I need to go chase down this goal ball, if he throws it, I can. And if he does throw this crosser, of course, I'm not going to be able to break it up, but I'm going to be there to make the tackle, which he does. So I don't think that's any. That's kind of his, that's his entire game. He's always yeah. the soft over the top guy. You've got the hair on fire. Talanoa just runs in there like a bazooka. And then you've got Gip. That's the cautious, true safety. I'm not letting yep. anything behind me. And so. Yep. Yep. And, and, and that's what he did. And he was the one that was able to get there, get Marquise out, uh, Brown out of bounds to where it wasn't bigger than what it was. Um, and I felt like Fred think- on that one, not only did he bite, which put him out of position, he missed the he didn't get his head around fast enough to see the deep crosser. He jumped the shallow crosser mm-hmm. and just left the it Fred Border's the best coverage linebacker in the NFL, maybe NFL history. It, that was a rough one. And this started, I, I counted three consecutive negative plays from Fred Warner here, which is that's interesting. Yes. That never happens. Yes, because the, the the very next play, he missed the tackle and gave up a three yard run. And that's it. My note would have been a two yard loss. It would have been, it would have been. So now this team has momentum and then we get to uh, second down, give up the the five yards to the tight end third down, which was a a design run. Um, They motion one of the wide receivers over that kind of froze the linebackers a little bit. Uh, I think it was on Burks who points out that the motion is going that way. So everybody's looking that way, focusing their attention that way. Dobbs drops back, holds it for a split second, and then he takes off. So the motion, along with, you know, kind of the the head fake, kind of opened it up, gave him six yards. Again, mental error, mental mistakes. You know, you got to be kind of prepared for it. Then on first down, we have the touchdown to Wilson. Um, And then here, again, another – Error, I think, on on Burks. There we're in man coverage. Arizona to confirm its man coverage motions Connor all the way out wide. The defense shifts with him, so Demo is now on uh, Connor, and that puts Dre Greenlaw on Michael Wilson one on one. Warner takes the tight end. The, again, tight end runs another clear route. Uh, just to clear that whole situation out, Fred runs with them. Wilson runs the slant underneath. Because of that, you know, confusion and commotion, Dre isn't able to get there. You got somebody who was recently injured, either the player or two before. Dre Greenlaw goes down. Now you got him back in covering a wide receiver with decent speed. Uh, but then also on the play, you see Orrin Burks. He comes down. He shifts more to the outside towards where Marquise Brown is. But then when the play is snapped, he opens his hips outside towards where Marquise Brown is. But if you look at that play, Talanoa Hufunga has Marquise Brown. And if Josh Dobbs is going to throw that out route to that front pylon, he's got to put a lot on it. And by the time the ball gets there, it's either broken up by Huff or intercepted. So Burks didn't need to turn that way and focus on anything out in that area. Could have helped and out I just think from a mental standpoint. It. Right. I think from a mental standpoint, you stay in the middle just in case anything comes across. Because if he stays there and he's just sitting in his zone, he's able to jump that pass. But let's just say, for whatever reason, Dre's able to get his hands on Michael Wilson. 
or Michael Wilson slips or he runs the wrong route. If you look at the play from the on 22, you being on an outside, if the pass wasn't there, Josh Dobbs is going to walk into the end zone. The, obviously, the pass was there, so that's the easiest way. Get it to my guy who's open. But if he wasn't open, Dobbs could have walked into the end zone. So, And then at the end of the play, you see Oren Burst go, ah, because yeah. he knew it. He knew he he took himself out of position on that play. Um, and then so there's the 99 yards, there's the touchdown. So um, it, 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 it's, it's really funny with this team. And I'm sorry to be long-winded here. Uh, no, I love it. It's really it. funny with this team. We have areas and pockets where we do everything right. And it, we have like momentary lapses throughout the game where just stuff is not clicking. We're not making the right decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a bad decision happens, we kind of snap back into place. And I think we've seen that because our defense has been able to get stops when needed. You know, the only team that scored more than 20 points on us was the Rams. That's a divisional game, an opponent that knows us. But that game was not as close as the score would indicate. Um, so I think there's 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 minor things that we need to correct, that we need to make sure that we are completely focused on throughout the full 60 minutes. Um, and then we'll start to see those really, really dominant defensive performances. Yeah, and who would have guessed you'd have five bad plays, three by Warner, one by um, Greenlaw, one by um, Oren Burks. Our linebackers are the strength of the defense. I know D-line's up there, but we have the best linebackers in the NFL, and it just, they dominoed, and it was weird. Now they come out, and the very next drive, they drive past midfield, and probably my favorite Steve Wilkes moment so far this year, it's early, it's third and, I don't know, third and five or whatever. It's the third and medium at midfield. They've just scored on back-to-back possessions, one before the half, one to start the second half. They're driving again. We do our third down show blitz where it looks like everybody's coming. And Josh Dobbs audibles, right? He does his audible, and Fred says, bump that. We audible out in our defense. We go to our nickel shell coverage, cover for base. Whenever we were in show, Josh Dobbs can't check out of the check because the clock's running down. He snaps it. We get a sack. And so that was something new from Wilkes that I haven't seen in D'Amico. I haven't seen with Sala. And so the DC won on the board, the X's and O with the chalk, uh, which was awesome. Put his players in chance. So I'm getting a lot of Steve Wilkes hate. I don't buy into that. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped about Steve Wilkes and he shut that game down, which I'm excited about. And yeah, you know, Dave, I want to say thank you. He said Wilkes is a secondary guy. I bet all this improves with continuity and time. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and again, not only did you have the largest spread spread of the week last week, you covered it, you covered it. So the Niners answered now let's transition. This has been an awesome show. Mose. I really appreciate you, man. Let's talk some Cowboys. I want to know your thoughts. Uh, everybody, most of the people on my show, they know my Cowboys hate, my origin story. Where do the Cowboys fit on your least liked teams for the 49ers? I'm curious. Are they your least favorite, or is it Seattle? Who, you're an East Coast guy, so they, I mean, I'm just saying. Moses going through his hate index right now. <laughs> Eagles. Eagles, Eagles number one. You live in Jersey. That makes sense. Cowboys, Seahawks, 2A and 2B. Oh, there we go. There we go. I like that. Now, my question to you is this. 
What are your generic thoughts kind of on this game? Look at this. 40 hours throwback. Appreciate the super chat. He says, T.O. is on our side, which is a first. Um, he picked the 49ers to get the dub. Um, T.O. is a whole can of worms I don't even want to get into. Uh, he's incredible, though. He's, he's, he's awesome. What are your thoughts on this game? How, what's your feel overall? Um, obviously, I think this will be our first big test. Um, you know, we played some some good teams. We played two division teams that, you know, tried to give us a run for our money. Uh, but this is our first big test of a team uh, that everyone, you know, fully anticipates, you know, being in the dance at the end of the season. Right. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so and, and the, the talk leading up to this, there's a lot of added pressure for the other team. Um, they have to show that they are able to beat us because that'll give them confidence if they have to see us again, that they're able to do it. That'll give their fan base confidence that they're able to do it. Um, the narrative will be if they don't beat us, what beat us in the 49ers, we just have their number. Um, and that's something that they don't want. Now that can be used two ways that can either be used to propel them um, so that they come out and they play more focused and more energized, or that can cloud their focus. And then they could be thinking on too much about the narrative um, and, instead of, you know, performing their job and doing what they need to do to win. Um, I think for us, it's just the next game on our schedule. Thankfully we started fast and we got through the first part of the season four and Oh, you never want to lose. Um, but uh, this a loss wouldn't be as significant if we were two and two or if mm -hmm. we were one and three, you know what I mean? Um, and I think this team right now, when I hear Brock Purdy talk, when I hear Christian McCaffrey talk, when I hear Fred Warner talk, it's, it's, it's not like they've done anything yet. Yes. We're four and oh, but we really haven't accomplished anything yet because the core has been here. It's not the goal. That's not the ultimate goal. The goal is to go in every week and win. And so far we've done that. But we have so much more to do that we're not excited to be 4-0. Even though Correct. we wanted to start fast, we're not excited to be 4-0. This isn't enough for us. There's still more for us out there to get, and we understand that. And I think this team is so focused that it, it – it, it it's probably going to take a Herculean effort from the Cowboys. To get, like, they're going to have to do something spectacular. spectacular. I love that. Look at this question from Sonia. Most, do you see this as a low-scoring game just like the last two Cowboys versus Niners games? I don't. Because I think those last two games were in the playoffs, and I think there's just added stakes when it comes to that. Um that, that, that chess game becomes a little bit more intense. I think this is the regular season. I think the Cowboys are going to try a lot of different things. I think when it comes to the playoffs and winning go home, you're a little bit more reserved because you want to see what the other team is punching with. Uh, what are you punching with, and are you successful with those punches? And what are the what is the other team punching with and that you need to counter? right? Because if you lose that game, you're going home. This game, if you lose, you go to week six. So I think there's going to be a, a, a lot less um, that's hindering both of these teams from just going out there and 
this this could potentially be a shootout. Man, that that would be something to behold. Um, that that that'd be fun to see. I, I'm so pumped about this game. I hate the Cowboys more than they're my number one. Um, it's it's what it is. But man, I'm just pumped about this. We've still got a lot more content coming this week. I want to say thank you to Mose and please go subscribe to his channel. It is right there in the top of this description. Spread the love, man. This this community has been absolutely incredible to me. Please share uh, that with everybody else, and let, let's spread the positivity in this awesome fan base. We're not Eagles fans. Uh, we, we don't do that stuff. Now, um, moving forward, tomorrow, got a show on Wayne's channel only, okay? It's going to be over on Wayne's channel only. Just type in Wayne Breezy. That's at 10 a.m., and then we're going to be doing our later 49ers verse Cowboys scouting report predictions episodes, all that stuff coming, bets of the week. All that stuff that's up there. But Mose, any other closing thoughts before we jump out of here, my friend? I'm I'm just mad that this game isn't in Dallas. So Ooh. that Debo can't relive <laughs> TO and just run to the star one good time and do one of these. Oh um, that's man. probably my 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 favorite cowboy memory of, of TO running to the star and then for him to do it again and then slam the ball and then have the, the Cowboys players get upset. Uh, but this is a home game for us. Uh, I'm excited to be in the building. I'm excited uh, to be out in Cali with the faithful. I'm excited to, to go to the music video. I'm excited to party with John Chapman and the 49ers Rush Road Trip podcast, all of that crew um, at the tailgate getting ready for this game. And it's going to be an absolutely phenomenal weekend. And I think the cherry on the top Sunday night will be another 49ers W. So, uh, John, love you, brother. Can't wait to see you this weekend. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, great to, to top it up with you, as always. Absolutely incredible. Nothing better than that, Mose. Appreciate you. And to everybody else, you know what to do this week. Stay strong, faithful.